Boom. Boys on. We're back. Uh, bigger, better than ever. You sound like shit. Are you sick? No, I, dude, I just woke up. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like you snorted a bunch of coke and then had a cold. That's funny because I'm actually making a cocaine meme. Or I'm editing a cocaine meme right now from mm. one of the Instagram pages. It's Theo Vaughn talking about maps and he's like he's like we don't need to know where the fucking mountains are man we need to know where the fucking cocaine is yeah and somebody uh very insightful commented that it was a they're like this is this is uh seventh group when you're a geo intern working at seventh group <laughs> like why what why do they keep asking for imagery of coca fields oh we're shutting down the cartels man <laughs> Taking over business. Yeah, we're gonna burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and uh, Ghost Recon. Why does he keep shooting civilians? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just a little accident, I guess. <laughs> somebody's somebody's timed it so you can you can kill up to like three civilians every thirty seconds. Hell yeah! And that's like when it resets. Otherwise, you the yeah. mission fail, uh, and you do get penalized. In, hitting him in a car too i discovered that yeah yeah i thought i thought cars were a free pass because when i first started the game i was like tumbling down a mountain because i was a horrible <laughs> driver and i just plowed into it like a group of people it was like bowling man they just all went <laughs> flying and i was like oh. you're like guys you were in the wrong place in the wrong time but none of my team said anything they were just like ah, yeah you know we'll, yeah. Let, we'll let that one slide uh how are you doing man dude chilling man bing chilling you know yeah I uh, I tried it, the line chilling in Cedar Rapids on somebody who uh, was kind of on the periphery of our friend group. Mm. And Did it work? Uh, no, they were like, they're like, dude, that's awesome. Wow. How long are you in Cedar Rapids for? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck would you go to Cedar Rapids <laughs> on purpose? Yeah, it's yeah, the it's... Joker. It's the Joker thing. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, isn't that like where General Mills cereal is? That's like the only thing it's known for. Is it? I think so. I, just, I mean, I wouldn't. I think it just smells like shit all the time. Probably employs like seventy percent of the city just working at the factory there. Yeah, just cocoa crunch and yeah, puff pebbles or whatever kids are eating these days. Whatever the youth eat. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't... Dude, you've been seeing uh, Poland getting horny over threats from Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, all also of the apparently memes. the Falklands are a thing. Getting hot again? Uh, well, I think it was because, and I, I literally just saw like one or two tweets about it. I think the UK decided to like officially call it like their indigenous. Oh, name. the EU wanted to call it. Oh, the EU. The 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 Argent, Argentine name for it. What a bunch of twats, man! No, we the, and the, the British were like, what that. the fuck? No, <laughs> that's ours. Hey, we know? stole that fair and square. <laughs> I want you to to look up imperialism in your dictionary. Yeah, yeah. The Argentines gonna get clapped out. If they had a professional army though, and they weren't conscripts, I feel like they would have been way better. Like it would have been a more fair fight. Yeah, because the British army because the not British prepared. navy got fucked. Yeah, like they lost a what, like a cruiser or yeah. something. I think they lost a cruiser to an exocet. Yeah, dude, there's some insane combat footage of like Argentine planes, like. 200 feet AGL, like, doing strafing runs on British ships. Like, yeah. insanity. For modern wars, in, insane. 
Did the Brits even bring a carrier? I think they did because I think they had Harriers. I want to say so they did. So they sent the equivalent of like a carrier strike group, but they yeah. were so paranoid about the Argentine uh, their subs. Uh huh. And uh, I think they actually the Argentines used some. I don't want to say they were U boats, but they were v- pretty old submarines. I they might be. They might have been U boats. Well, the Argentine where, Navy had had a couple subs that were like unaccounted for from the where, like where the English just didn't didn't know where they. You know, they just had a couple sitting in the bay. Yeah, after but they, I remember after they took like, all the gold off. Like decently capable submarines, and I think the British uh-huh. couldn't track them, so they kept the carriers oh, back. Interesting, and they kept their their subs back. Interesting. So they would have been more capable, but they they just weren't sure where those submarines were. And they're like, well, we're not going to lose a fucking aircraft carrier on yeah, these islands. Because there's no way the Argentine Air Force should have been able to strafe yeah. those ships like with, with, with actual British air cover. So I think, the, I think the Brits held back two submarines for like defensive sweeps. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think the carrier like was utilized as much as it could have been. But yeah. I mean, I'd rather sacrifice some capability than lose a carrier like that's pretty fucking embarrassing especially if you're the uk and you don't really yeah you don't have many to lose and uh i mean the argentine military is pretty capable because this was during pinochet's rule yeah um so they i'm not sorry not pinochet he was brazil right chile chile i don't know um whoever the fuck the argentine yeah the junta during the time the military is pretty big yeah um and it was based like you know you've seen it throughout history like Oh fuck! The people are realizing we live in an autocratic state. Um, let's find a common enemy to rally the people, <laughs> so they forget about the problems that this country has. Brilliant. Which is basically the entire premise of why they invaded. Brilliant. Uh, the Falklands. So yeah, kind of like Russia. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> hey guys, we know we, uh, you know, you, we know you live under a junta, and then uh, we throw people out of helicopters. Hey, the British are bad though. Huh? You guys <laughs> seen this? You guys seen this stuff? They're trying to yeah, take some islands. Guys. Who's, who's yeah, been to the gonna, islands? Hey, we're going to take these back because uh, Argentina's strong. So let's go. But they they sent conscripts. I don't get it. I feel like they would have had at least some kind of professional force or, or like soft. But why they chose to send conscripts and then England coming down with uh, command the royal commandos just mismatched battle right oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, because that was just SAS that they put on the islands, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think it was SAS. They sent um, the uh, Royal Commandos. Okay, I mean, the Paros, I mean, right? that's the Rangers essentially. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, very capable fighting force. I don't think they sent SAS. I feel like that's kind of small chicken for them. Yeah, they had bigger problems to worry about. Bigger True. troubles to worry about, rather. That was was um, that around the same time as. Uh... The Iranian hostage crisis in, or the Iranian embassy in London hostage crisis. I thought that was in the seventies. No, that was, was during Thatcher also. Yeah, I thought it was around yeah, the same but, time. Uh, so Iranian embassy siege was in eighty. Okay. And then the Falklands War was in eighty two. Okay. Because I remember both being under Thatcher. Yeah. Um, the Iron Maiden. But, I mean, they were still dealing with the troubles during then. True. So, a lot of their think, SA, a lot of their SAS guys were undercover. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I think they would have. I think that it's probably smart that they just kept them back. But yeah, they basically sent like an expedi- like basically an expeditionary force, like carry strike group. But the Royal Commandos just fucking clapped these like poor conscripts. Like it was just yeah, oh just FALs. Oh, so the British lost two destroyers, two frigates, one landing ship, one landing craft, one container ship, twenty four helicopters, and ten fighters. Damn. This is bigger than I thought. Okay, so this went on for two months. Yeah, I knew it was pretty quick, but... So total British casualties, about 1,100, 255 killed. Argentine casualties, in, uh, about 12,000. Whoa. Well, 11,313 were captured. 650 oh. killed. 1,600 wounded. That's like... How many ships did the, the Brits lose? You said two frigates, uh, two destroyers... Yeah, two destroyers, two frigates, one landing ship, one landing craft, one container ship. And 24 helicopters. So they only had 255 killed. That's really good. For yeah, I mean, especially as being a sailor, you're like, if you're below deck and you get hit by something, like, I don't know if it's the same as it, back was, you know, as it was back in the day, but like, you might be fucked. Yeah. Well, and you're out in the Atlantic. Like, you can't live that long. Yeah. Like, the water is cold. Yeah, that's probably cold as fuck water there too, because you're so close to the pole. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, that's that's amazing that they only lost 255 with that amount of like that amount of ships, just ships alone. Yeah, let alone the helicopters. I mean, yeah, 20, so... 24 helicopters. If you factor like half that's of those, a fuck were, ton. yeah, half of those lost like all crew maybe as a rule of thumb. Yeah, you know that's still like another 50 to 70 guys. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, so yeah, the British were basically trying to defend their carrier the whole time. Yeah. So they were, they were playing defensive while attacking, which is tricky. And they had no long-range air cover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exocet and 500-pound bombs were the... They were using A4Cs. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think Skyhawks. I yeah. So Super... and. And ten darts. I'm guessing yep. that's probably French. <laughs> Every time I read the name of that thing, I'm like, the super retard. <laughs> <laughs> so those are probably French planes, and yeah, A four. I mean, A four Cs back then probably weren't too outdated. No, no, uh, not in the 80s. Let's see, introduction in 1956. So in the 80s, I mean, 30. Mm, it's a 25 year old plane by that point. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, the yep. A4 still gets flown as contract red air for the Air Force. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, that 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 war is it. Wow, voice crack right there. That war is interesting because it's like two fair. I mean, obviously England is a huge superpower, um, but you just you wouldn't think it, you know? Like yeah. Well, we're looking at what fourteen. Well, not including capture. You're looking at. 3,000, almost 4,000 casualties for what? Um, for just really nothing. More. Yeah, because what do the Falklands bring to the UK? Uh, I think they use it for wool. There's a lot of sheep there. I know that. Yeah, they've got Scotland for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got wool. <laughs> so this isn't at the Settlers economy. of Catan. <laughs> I'm looking at the economy. Uh... Okay, so it's uh, seventh of last for GDP. So two twenty second out of two twenty nine. Uh huh. But fifth worldwide for GDP per capita. So that's interesting. 
Unemployment is 1%. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like ship resupplying, sheep farming for wool. Yeah, it just looks like textiles and like, uh, like a port. Pretty yeah, much. that's some fishing. <laughs> they're kind of I mean, pu- they're kind of punching down taking the Falklands. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, like what? I mean, you're really gonna change a whole lot by taking that? I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That's um, they're yeah. just cl- they're, cl- they're clinging to imperialism. They're like, yeah, oh, we lost they're India. Like, no, that's ours. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting little war. Yeah. Weird. Eighties were uh, a fascinating time. Dude, eighties were fucking because what Just Cause was eighty three. Yeah, seventies and eighties I think would have been one of the most fascinating times to like live through. Other than had... like the pervasive fear that you could get. Nukes. atomized at any moment yeah yeah probably but not if, great. but if you look at like the rise of like terrorist organizations in europe you've got the ira you've got the red army faction yeah um you had the berlin olympics you had uh israel fighting for their lives you had a lot of little u.s forays yeah israel just... got dealt a shit hand during like what? Yes, they got invaded eight days after becoming a country in forty-seven. Yeah, right? yeah, and like basically all they had was like whatever they whatever was left from the British after yeah. the British left, and then like I think a little bit of stuff from the U.S. Yeah, because they had Sherman. Uh, uh, what is it called? The Firefly, the Easy Eight. I think so, or something. So they had pretty good stuff, but when you're getting like seven v one, and they really didn't <laughs> have like they yeah. really a professional military, like they were yeah. just starting. Uh, the yeah, only, I mean, only thing that saved them survival at that point. Yeah, the only thing that saved them is that really, like Syria and Egypt were just shit at tank yeah. warfare, and continue, Imagine, continued to be so. Yeah, when the Israelis uh, swept, uh, which ones? Which I always get the Golan Heights and the uh... Golan is Syria. Okay, so Golan is in the south. What, what's the area that uh, Israel seized from Egypt? Where there's basically like nothing. It's oh, not the, the Golan the, Heights. It's, it's the other heights. The Sinai Peninsula. Si- oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Sinai Peninsula. Yeah, but like getting invaded on a 7v1 and then coming out with more territory than you started. <laughs> absolute Chad behavior, dude. Like, <laughs> you're, you're coming home with me. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, there's fucking nothing there. I, but, you know. I think they actually have taken the Sinai Peninsula twice. Like, I think they gave it back <laughs> one time, and they're like, okay, like, we'll use this to negotiate, like, for peace. Yeah. And then, then, like, they took it again after another. Oh, uh, you finish. know what it is? Because it runs right up against the, uh, the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Do they, a... do they still own it? Or they give it back? No, they gave it back. Lose it. Yeah, they gave okay. it back. They actually cooperate now with the Egyptians doing counterterrorism huh. on the Sinai oh, Peninsula. Yeah pretty wild i mean you have you know whatever massive percent of global trade going through there you kind of need to not fuck around with it yeah even if you hate your neighbor like in everybody's best interest it's probably good to yeah it was a on huge, at least decent terms it was a huge uh intelligence failure for the israelis in, yeah was it because the they, they had day? a basically pearl harbor scenario too right yeah i think it was the seven like day they, war they kind of knew well, this was not the uh, one right after they started. This was one of the later wars. Oh, you're talking about yeah. the, uh, the Six-Day War? Six-Day War. Because they basically, like, they thought there was an invasion coming, and they're like, we should probably prepare, but the Egyptians are going to have to cross the Suez Canal, and that's going to be a pain yeah. in the ass. 
and like surprise the egyptians crossed the canal and they <laughs> didn't catch it <laughs> holy but, yeah. shit i'm looking at the casualties here uh israeli kd very high <laughs> they're they're leveling up it was a double, double xp weekend for them uh about 800 killed uh, versus, oh my god. Okay, so it was Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Lebanon. Damn. And Egypt lost up to 15,000 killed Holy or missing. Holy shit. Jordan lost 700 killed. Syria up to 2,500 killed. Uh, Iraq, 10 killed. Lebanon, one aircraft lost. Okay, Wait, so Iraq had at- 10 dudes killed? Yeah, I killed 30 wounded. <laughs> Can you imagine being the 11th guy from the Iraqi yeah. army? Like, Damn, that was close. <laughs> Fucking woo. We didn't that see combat at all. Right by me. Yeah. So you're looking at up to up to roughly 1,000 Israelis killed. Yep. Versus upper limit for this is, let's see, 15, 16,000, uh, 18,000. Okay, so you're looking at about 1,000 Israeli killed to 18,000 upper limit coalition uh, killed on the Middle Eastern side. Yeah. That's fucking insane. They got some good kill streak <laughs> rewards off <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> they're not just calling in a, they're not just calling in UAVs and care packages. Yes. Yeah. That's that's you're getting a chopper gunner or two from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Have you ever played uh, did you ever play N War Tom Clancy game? Uh, no. That was the one where it's like I think it's, it came out a long time ago, but remember you could use voice prompts to command troops. Oh. But the plot was very interesting in it that, like, uh, I think what happened was, like, the Middle East, they nuked each other. Okay. So, like, global oil supply was, like, done. Like, yeah. finished. And then the EU federated and became its own force. And then Russia... Uh, like reconquered a bunch of Eastern European countries that got excluded <laughs> from the EU. Clearly fictional. Yeah, because like a lot of these countries were like too poor to join the EU Federation. Uh huh. And they're like, "We're white, let us in." And the EU was like, "Nah, you're too poor." So then Russia was like, "All right, you you're coming home with me." Yeah. And then it was like uh, the United States, but yeah, super good game um, where you actually fight Europeans. And I was like, "Oh, interesting." Hot Kinda take. Like- Kind of like that. Yep. But that was a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six-day war. Uh, what, what is that? 20,000 people dying within six days? That's pretty wild. That's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. Bad day for the Egyptians. Yeah, they, they got absolutely just fucking railed. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and the, and the starting strength uh, was Israeli troops, 100,000 deployed. Middle Eastern Coalition, 240,000 deployed. Whew. So you're looking at two, 2.4 to 1 ratio. And literally and still surrounding just, your adversary. Yeah. And also an adversary, What? what's the widest length of Israel? Like so 30 miles or something crazy? Very small country. Yeah. Against the sea, by the way. So yep. like you can't no go run. anywhere. And just fuck, they just gave them the fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> just took them out back and wailed yeah. on them. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they, they told him, go pick out a belt. <laughs> just beat him like a disabled kid in the 20s. Yeah. 
Oh, apparently 17 Soviet Marines killed, and then in parentheses, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 34 U.S. Navy Marine and NSA personnel killed. Oh, that was that's when they that shot the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big... What was that, the Miz- Mississippi or something? It was a... It was a... I think it was a C2 ship that was actually a recon ship. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and the, the Israelis just bombed the fuck out of it. Oh, the USS Liberty, that's what it was. Yeah, because somebody actually put together, like, a like recently, a animated walkthrough. Oh, that was, uh, was it the Intel Report or his other channel? Yeah, it was one of those channels, because I remember, yeah. like, I literally just watched this yep. Uh, yep. in the last, like, two weeks. Yeah, I watched that uh, last week. Nice. Or actually this week. Yeah. Uh, it was either the Intel report or... Dude, your uh, voice keeps cracking. Dude, I know. I don't know what the fuck like is your, going on. Your balls are about to drop. <laughs> I'm going through puberty right now. Uh, oh, the operations room. That's what it was. That's, That's it. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, that was a pretty rough one for uh, one of our closest allies to just fuck up one of our ships like that. Just a little oopsie poopsie. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're a torpedo boat and uh, you don't get PID on a ship and you're just like, all right, we'll fucking bombs away, I guess. And they, I think they, like, they knew. Like, Israeli command knew what they were doing. So, Israeli naval command knew. Yeah. Because they did a flyby or something and they, they, they read the, the ship. Uh, <laughs> well, before they did that, the, the Navy, um, Israeli Navy command was able to ID the, uh, not the serial number, but like the hull number yeah. on the ship. Yeah. And they actually ran it through James to, to PID what? it. Yeah. They opened James and they're like, oh, this, this hull number belongs to the US and it's a whatever kind of ship. This but is... like never communicated that to like lower echelons. This so is... then <laughs> this the is... torpedo boats fucked them up. And then, yeah, they just kept getting strafed out the. Dude, they dropped, they tried to drop napalm canisters on the ship. That's Damn. insane. Because Air Command was like, hey, we need you to go intercept this. And like, well, all we have is like guns and napalm. And they're like, I mean, just figure it out. <laughs> so they dropped <laughs> napalm. Uh, I think one canister hit the ship and like three missed. But then, yeah, it was just gun runs. Dude. And they were like, oh, we couldn't PID it and stuff. It's like, bitch, like you guys knew that was our ship. Yeah. And it, I think it was like, so. I mean, obviously there's like conspiracies, right? Where it's like, right. oh, they didn't want us in the area. And they would just say it's an accident because we were doing X, Y, Z or whatever the fuck. Or honestly, I think, you know, don't attribute to malice, but you can attribute to stupidity. Yeah. I think it was just a, just bad communication. Yep. Especially when you're fighting like a, like national level war. I mean, yep. stuff's going to get lost in, in traffic, so. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they were fighting for their lives, but yeah. there was a there was a, a really kind of funny uh, story in the Israeli campaign to kill Yasser Arafat because they tried like over and over, and they could never do it in a way that that couldn't be attributed back to them. Mm-hmm. And so they had a source in I think Damascus who was like, "Yo, I am looking at Yasser Arafat. He is wearing <laughs> he's wearing a disguise." Like, it's definitely him, but, like, his beard's longer, and, like, he looks different, but it's definitely Yasser Arafat. He is getting on a plane that's, like, an NGO plane full of medical supplies uh, 
And so the Israeli intelligence runs the flight plan like, oh, perfect. This plane is going to be over the Mediterranean in very deep water. We could shoot it down and nobody would be any the wiser. Yeah. And I think it was, I, th- I think they sent F-15s up. Hmm. This is after they got F-15s. Yeah. And intercepted it and like circled this thing. And like the whole time, like, because uh, the prime minister at the time, I don't remember who that was. I don't remember which prime minister it was. Um, I don't think it was Ariel Sharon. I think it was before him. I think it might have been Mahatma Begin. What year was this? Uh, 80s. Mm. And so they were like, you have to be sure. Like, one, that it's the right plane. So they PID'd the plane. Like, this is definitely the plane that took off. And then the other one was like, are we positive this is Yasser Arafat on board? <laughs> It turned out, so they didn't shoot down the plane. Thank goodness. It turned out it was Yasser Arafat's brother who was a oh. doc- who was a doctor because they couldn't figure out. They're like, why would he be on this NGO plane? This doesn't make sense. He's got yeah. all these other resources available. He usually travels in style, like he rarely travels uh, clandestinely. Why would he be doing this mm-hmm. out of Damascus? I think it was Damascus. Um, and yeah, it turns out it was his brother running a like aid flight to go like do like child vaccinations <laughs> or something literally like the most benign thing that oh and make like you look so bad if you shot them down yeah those pilots landed they're like holy shit we dodged a bullet on that one <laughs> thank god we didn't shoot that guy down yeah oh speaking of which have you been watching uh hijack on apple tv no you're the second person to recommend it dude very good very very good yeah, yeah. i love me some yeah. Um, no, it's it's on my list to watch. I'm probably gonna wait till it's all out so I can binge it. Yeah, that's fair. It is weird waiting like a week between episodes. Yeah, because you're like, what the fuck happened last week? Oh, I okay. know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I keep um, bringing up War of the Worlds. This is, I think, the third episode <laughs> that I brought it up. So I finally finished all that's out. So that the first three seasons. Yeah. Here's gonna be my take on it. That will be unpopular with one of our listeners, and that's it. And that is <laughs> in times of crisis. Women shouldn't have guns. <laughs> oh hell, dude! The, We're getting you're canceled. <laughs> the amount, of, like, I, I started counting because the amount of times, like, a main character woman pulled a gun on another main character out of pure emotion that would yeah. have devastating consequences in the long term. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, don't do it. It kept happening, and I was like, you could have, you like, the series would have been over. Like, it would have, yeah. it would have ended if if you'd let this guy do the thing that he was gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, this could have been done so much earlier. We could yeah. avoid all this bullshit. Yeah, I was like, clearly the men are more stable, and they should be the only ones with guns. Dude, honestly, I fucking hated the war, uh, war of War of the Worlds movie. There we go. That's about yeah. Um, oh, it was I fucking horrible. Hated that movie. It was Dude, so just bad. Like the the it's like it's the same experience you get when you're watching The Walking Dead. Yep, where it's like, are you retarded? Don't go in that room. Or like, why would you do that? Or like, yep. why are you fucking everything up and like fucking everyone else over? Yep. It was the same shit with that movie. Yep, like the sun running off and be like, I want to fight. It's like, dude, this is so unrealistic. I know. It's I... just like it is like in it, it, it's just like frankly, it's lazy writing. Yep, from the from the writers, like, oh, I'm gonna create tension and drama by like having a character make a completely fucking stupid decision. I know. And it's just like, why, why would you do that? That, yeah, that kills me watching. Cause like, there's a certain amount of like, 
frustration that you want from the audience to be engaged with a show yeah. or a movie. But like at a certain point, yeah, it's like stop doing stupid shit. I mean, it's the same shit with like badly written horror movies. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I heard a screaming in the basement. I'm going to go down there versus like, I'm just going to lock the door and call the police. Yeah. Where it's like, I, don't go down there, dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm out, dude. Especially, gonna... after, especially after like they've, they've determined that there is a serial killer or a monster on the loose. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying to save my friends. I'd be like, nope. Like, I love my friends, but we're getting the yeah, fuck that, out of here. And that was the thing the that just, that's the thing that just killed me about World of Worlds. It's just like, it's just so much poor decision making that it's just like, what, what even? Yeah. Like any of the, the, like, I remember the, it was the battle where he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to help fight. And he's running up the hill or whatever. Uh, Immediately yeah. a soldier would have been like, are you fucking dumb? Like, no, you can't come here. Yeah. And Get like, turn him away. Go home. Yeah, it's Go. just like oh, just I couldn't stand that movie. Go it's home, buddy. I work alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, kind of a trash movie. Yeah, I but will say it was cool use of javelins though. So that was cool. It was. Yeah, that was actually probably one of the first like movie representations of javelins, right? Yeah, one of the only representations of javelins. Now I think about it. Yeah, I don't. Man, that's a good point. Like, what movies? Have I feel like. The... I f- you only ever see AT4s, really, in other movies. I feel like... Uh, did Battle know, Los I, Angeles I would, Did Battle Los Angeles have javelins? That is a good point. I think Battle Los Angeles... Uh, so Battle Los Angeles had the... Uh, uh, what's it called? The soft limb? The, yep. yep. It's that the little designator. box. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? What's, what's it called? Soft, soft, soft limb. Yeah. Soft limb, that's what it is. Yeah. You can unlock it in 2042. That is... Uh, yep. Also, that thing was fucking baller. In uh, Battlefield Three and Four too. Yeah. Yep. It was a strong, strong perk to use. Um, that was the only time I've seen a soft flame was there. I think they might have used a javelin, but I feel like they probably used an AT4. I, I feel like AT4 was probably what it was. Uh, what about Transformers? I feel like maybe they would use so. it there. I think they only use like direct fire. Bring the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst use of a combat controller ever. Watching an MQ9 buzz above at like. 500 feet it's like well hang on a minute <laughs> you guys you guys know there's a there's a, a lag on the satellite and it's not that beautiful, right? <laughs> uh, what was the movie where that q9 was doing gun runs that was the a team right a team where yeah they're they're flying the uh yeah the, Embraer. the tank yeah the tank uh, is i mean the whole and it's movie, got a gun I mean, pod yeah well it's like, actually the entire movie is like obviously intentionally just over the top like ridiculous like you watch you're not gonna watch the expendables and be like oh it's not realistic uh-huh. but watching mq9 is doing strafing runs i was like what the fuck are they yeah. doing in hollywood do you know that the mq9 has a gun pod now does it they've got a gun pod for it for air to air or no or <laughs> no air to ground yeah no fucking way yeah i, no. I guarantee you somebody at like general dynamics is like watching the a-team and just like why couldn't we do that? They're like, why didn't we think of this? The shareholders will love this. <laughs> and then, and then you've got Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, and he's just like, you were too bi- too busy asking whether you could to ask whether or not you should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense though, but no, it doesn't. It's so fucking big. Like, well, if you if you think about the altitude that you would want to be operating at, like you would have zero accuracy with a gun pod. Oh yeah, like. And I think, I, I, again, I have to look it up. I think it's a 7.62 uh, 
gun pod. What? Yeah, a so like gun. I don't think it's a. I don't even think it's a mini gun. Why wouldn't you use a like a chain gun? I feel like that would make way more sense because the recoil would probably completely destabilize the flight profile. Mm, okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, they probably need something small caliber. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the MQ9 is so big, though. I and I, I don't know how like. But how like the wings would like. The wings are so like, they're like flimsy wings. Mm. Like yeah, you can that's a good point obviously too. you can like, you can load a fuckload of munitions off of them, but there's no real uh, like stress on the wings from firing those things. I mean, fuck it, just put hydras on them. I guess. I mean, I think they do have that too, which I think is a great use of resources. Yeah. So for the listener, the hydra is a uh, rocket pod commonly used on the Apache. And in the past decade, the U.S. military has put a laser guidance system on these little, uh, otherwise just rockets, unguided rockets. And so now you've got a very small laser-guided weapon with low collateral damage. Great little weapon. Because the hydropods are, what, seven missiles each? I don't know. A little canister? Jamie, Jamie, pull that up for us. <laughs> Pull up Jane's just like the Israelis yeah. did. <laughs> I'm just still stuck on because that would was what, what year was that? Did you say it was 70s? Uh, 67. 67. Jane's yeah. was literally an encyclopedia book, and so somebody they're like they're like, hey, uh, we need to know what boat this is, and somebody had to run into the back room, pull the book <laughs> off the shelf, and they're just flipping through the book. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's a U.S. flagged. Yep. And then they're, so and they're for, like, they're like, hey, go back to the front of the book. When was this published? Is there a chance that it's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe they sold it? Yeah. So for the listener, uh, Jane's is a series of basically open source intelligence books and periodicals and magazines or whatever that all has to do with military topics. Very authoritative so Jane, source. Very credible. So Jane's put out a like index kind of thing for like all ships. You know how to. Vizraki like visually identify a ship and like hey these whole numbers belong to this country and you know this is what type of ship it is and what it carries and blah blah but it's all open source but that's what the Israelis had they were like well we don't have anything else like you know they're 20 years old at that point like probably had a pretty good robust intel program but I mean if it if you got it open source and like that's kind of all you need, really. Good enough. Because whole, whole numbers are, like, mandatory by international law or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, if you know what the whole number is, then, like, you know what the thing is. Yeah. Um, that, that's why if you're trying to do anything clandestine with a ship, you immediately repaint the hull. Yeah. Switch out the flag, paint the hull. Yeah. Um, one more good defense topic that came out this week. Gherkin? Oh, well, there's that, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, while we're on that, before I go to mine, um, I don't understand the algorithm for Instagram, obviously, because I'm old. Because I made a very funny meme, I thought, of uh, when the Kirch Bridge got blown up again. And so I used that. Dude, I used the robot chicken skit where Darth Vader calls Palpatine. Oh, yeah. He's like, what's going on up there? Uh, nothing. (laughs) He goes, what do you mean they blew it up? That thing wasn't even paid off yet. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one where it's like they're in the command center. Like, what's going on up there? Oh, like, no, no. Uh, nothing yeah. situation normal. No, no, no. This is when Darth Vader calls Palpatine to tell him that the Death Star has been blown up. 
Yeah, a uh, a second plane has hit the Death Star. (laughs) 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 And I thought that was great. I thought that was golden. And it got like two views. And then then I just, on a whim, I found the clip of Gherkin as he's like in in jail, like in the little cube and everyone's taking pictures of him. Yeah, that's weird in Russian court that they have like the see-through. Yeah. Like ballistic glass box. Yeah. It's like a hamster cage. <laughs> it's, uh... yeah. So I so I just I just did a clip of that and I just put it to the, the sound of Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and just posted it. It was literally like a 30 second meme. Posted it and it's already like gotten three times as many likes and views. Hell yeah. I was like, that's such a low energy meme. What is it? What what do you people want? <laughs> <laughs> what what did what does the mob want? Dude, I don't know what they want. Do they and want I, cake? I also feel like a lot of like our, well, I say our memes. It's my memes. It's our page, but it's my memes. You need to make some memes. You need to make some memes. I'll get on it. Um, I feel like I'm the creative mind. Yes. And you're the, like, the, the artistic part. Autistic? <laughs> no, potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like some of the stuff I post is like, it's very inside joke level. And I'm like, oh, there's like six people who would find this funny. And none of them are on our page. Um, Okay, anyway, back to other defense topic. Did you see the army soldier who went to North Korea? Oh my god, dude. (laughs) I, okay, so this is my take on it. Okay. Right? So he fucked up, right? And they're like, okay, you're going to go back to the States to like go to jail. Yep. Like right to jail, right away. They didn't escort him to the airport. They just opened the gate to his base. And they're like, all right, make sure you get on this plane so you can go home and get fucked by the law. Expecting him to be like, okay, that's fair. Like, (laughs) I'll play by the rules. (laughs) I did what I did. This guy, this guy could have gone to any country, any country in the world. Because I guarantee you, his credit card or debit card probably was not flagged by the army. Because they did such a lazy job. They couldn't even escort him. Escorting him would have been, you know, you get like two ACIC agents. Dude, they don't even use ACIC for that. Even like an MP or like leadership, you you pay them like per diem and their tickets back stateside, which for two people for, let's say, a week of travel would have been 10 tickets, probably, I don't know. Yeah, probably like 10 grand. Okay. Instead of doing that, they're like, all right, man, just head to the airport. It's, uh, It's on your honor, which clearly... He did not have any since he's already in a fuckload of trouble. Yeah. Right. And can't be trusted. But this guy, so that's like, that's the army's fault, right? They, they fucked up, whatever. The biggest thing that I have about this is like, this guy could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Because like I said, they probably didn't have his, uh, his cards flagged. Well, anywhere he with the had... non-extradition treaty. Exactly. So I'm getting, yep. So I'm getting to that. So okay, he's probably got his cards not yep. flagged. He has to have his passport to get on yep. a plane to go yep. back home. He probably has, you know, a couple bags with him for, you know, the sentence. Yep. This guy could have gone to, like, the Bahamas. He could have gone to, like, Fiji and just disappeared. Yep. He could have gone to wherever. He fucking... North Korea, bro? Yeah. North Korea, bro. <laughs> you cannot... You cannot be serious with that. Well, and... and you to... get, you've got to be joking. You and to your picked... point... You could have picked the Bahamas, anywhere with non-extradition. 
you could have picked some like bumfuck Pacific Island. You could have gone to Australia and just disappeared into the outback. You could have gone to what? China and been like, oh, I want to, I want to defect to China or Russia. You well, chose North Korea. Are you dumb? Well, so <laughs> so to your to your point, have you seen a picture of the guy? He he just looks dumb. Well, there's I'm I'm just generalizing purely external appearances. There are certain places in the world that, like, Russia, he would not blend in. Mm. China, he would not blend in. North Korea, he definitely doesn't fucking blend in. Yeah. He's, like, he's like two North Koreans. You know, he's, he's like, an average-sized American. <laughs> he weighs two North Koreans. But, uh, yeah, Pacific Island or uh, Caribbean or, you know, anywhere in Africa that doesn't have an extradition treaty he would have done just fine because he would have gone Dude, there. He could have gone to like, I don't know, Liberia or like, yeah. I don't know. What's like a relatively stable African state? Uh, Nigeria, Kenya. Yeah, like Nigeria, Kenya, like could have gone, well, other than like the Al-Shabaab thing, but whatever. Yeah. Um, he could have gone anywhere to there and just disappeared. Just yeah. off the radar. Yep. And this dumb fuck, apparently he was laughing when he yep. crossed the border, like, jumped over, he's like, hee hee hee, you know? <laughs> to the Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, like, he's doing, like, the, you can't catch me on the muffin, man. It's like, do you know what you've just done? Do you oh. realize how fucked you are? Because, so I mean, we talked about, uh, what, like, three episodes ago about the American POWs, who, or guys who stayed. Yeah, yeah. And I don't anticipate this guy is getting the same treatment. So I think there's two very extremely different koas. So ko one is he gets the Korean uh, war defector treatment, where it's like you get uh, an apartment, you get a stipend, you're going to be in movies for propaganda, you get an assigned wife, yep, and you live good, right? Yep. Koa two, which like when we saw with um, Auto war the bear. UVA student, was uh-huh. you get fucking tortured. And basically murdered. Yeah, you by come the back. State. You come back to the U.S. as a as a vegetable. Yeah, it's like you if functionally are murdered by North yeah. Korea. Yep. So you either get sent to a concentration camp, or you are tortured for propaganda purposes, like you know, egg North Vietnam, like same shit they did. I don't think there's like a happy medium between those two. I think there it's is very not. extremely. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very like. One or two, it's not, oh, you know, you're going to move to the suburbs and have a factory job and, like, yeah. keep your nose clean kind of thing. It is the worst game. It is the worst game of supermarket sweep ever. It's like, door <laughs> yeah. A or door B? And they're like, oh, man. Door A is life you is live good. a posh life and you get, like, a state-assigned wife. Yeah. And you live comfy and, like, for propaganda. Versus door B is, like... You're gonna you're gonna die. You're yeah. gonna suffer very, very, very badly, <laughs> and then you'll die. <laughs> Jeff Probst on Survivor is like, you shouldn't have picked Door B, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Let's open Door B, folks. Yeah. Sorry, man. He just like pats him on the back as he walks I don't by. Think a, I don't think there's a Door C where it's like, well, you know, you're a foreigner and we fucking hate your country, but like, you're gonna work in this factory or like teaching english but like we've have our eye on you so you better no. not fuck up and no. like you're gonna live in you know like whatever the equivalent of lower middle classes there 
Yeah. Um, probably a hobble. Um, yeah. But, you know, don't fuck up. It's like they have their eye on you constantly. Oh, yeah. So, like, what they decided to do with you, like, I just, I don't get it, dude. Like, he could have, he really could have gone anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go to a pariah state. Yep. <laughs> and hope for the best. Yeah. They don't even have internet dude, there. I would have, I would have rather go to like Syria. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, At least Syria, you can kind of, you know, become your own man, start a, a militia. Like, I would have gone to like Damascus or Mogadishu. Mog- or... He would have done great in Mogadishu. He could have become you know a pirate. I mean? It's like, uh, if you're going to be dumb, at least do it right, right? Yep. His, I guarantee you his first sergeant said that many a weekend. <laughs> and the weekend that, safety briefing? Yeah, exactly. And, he, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and then that weekend, he's like, North Korea is looking pretty good right now. <laughs> I don't know. Looks like, a, looks like a good option here. Yeah. Some, yeah. Methamphetamine. Always wanted to try it. <laughs> you know, a little splash. <laughs> just, a, just a tweak. Just a hair. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is that was a. I mean, it's a wild news story. It is one of those that I can't wrap my mind around, and the fact that yeah, now the State Department is like we are desperately trying to get him back. Yeah, I mean, thankfully he was a what like a PFC. He was. He's probably no older than like twenty one. Yeah, he he Maybe has he's he has troop, yeah he has no sensitive information to give the North Koreans. He's not an Edward no. Snowden. What was he? Like what? What did he do? Uh, I don't know. Jamie, pull it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we don't have a Jamie. <laughs> Damn it, we don't have either. All right, so he is a private. Okay. At most. Yeah. At most. Yeah. Okay, so he's twenty-three. Okay, so he's a Cav Scout. Okay. Which, if there's so... any listeners who are infantry, they're probably like fucking nerd. Since Cab I hate Cab Scouts. Scouts. Yeah. His awards include National Defense Service Medal, Korean Defense Service Medal, and Overseas Service Ribbon. Yeah, everybody gets that dog <laughs> when you go to Korea. So no good conduct, no achievement medal, no commendation medal, nothing. So it's probably his first yeah. duty station. Yep. Uh, okay, so he ran into trouble with the law in South Korea after an altercation with locals during which he damaged a police car. So that tells Dude, me that's he probably so went minor. off base, got really fucked up on Soju, yep. and then was like, I'm just going to act out. Yep. Uh, he spent time in a South Korean jail on assault charges and was supposed to be on a fort, uh, plane this week to Fort Bliss to face disciplinary action. That's like... But like he, w- I mean, yeah, you, your career is fucked as at the, that rank. I mean, that low of a rank, though, to do something like that, I feel like easily he could. He'll overcome back. it. He'll, he'll, yeah, yeah he'll bounce back. You It'll can, take him like, years. as a junior enlisted, like, I mean, I don't know, but from the stories I've been told, it's like you can catch an NJP Article yep. Fifteen, yep. you know, thrown in the fucking brig, yeah, and still end up as like an E eight, E nine. Oh, and they're doing not fine, but like, dude, they're, they're I mean, doing pretty okay. good. Yeah. Yep. And like, they're still, and more importantly, they're still guys that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's sad. Uh, he threw his life away. Okay. So he was escorted to Incheon International. Okay. His military escorts were unable to stay with him past 
uh, the security screening. <laughs> so what, he gets the security, he's like, oh, I could go to the duty-free, or I could go to North Korea. <laughs> I mean, I feel like security was like, well, let me see your tickets. And the security detail is like, well, we don't have any because they didn't approve my DTS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, what, what happened? What's his thought process? He gets past security. He's like, okay, I could hit the lounge. They've got a Hudson Booksellers. I can see if they've got any new latest David Baldacci books. Or <laughs> really? I could punch out, catch an Uber, get up to the DMZ, and make a run for it. But instead of boarding the plane, he joined... A... Oh, I forgot about this part. He joined a group tour uh, of the joint, the, the JSA, Joint Security Area, which is along the DMZ. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So he's in the airport. He sees a tour guide with the umbrella, and they're holding the umbrella like, All right, guys, follow me. Yep, and he's like, that's that, where I want to go. Yep, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so whoever they sent to escort him... So what I said earlier was not accurate. It's like, you know, they let him out of the gate and like, all right, go to the airport. So they at least had escorts for him. Yeah. But nobody, nobody at any point was like, well, you can drop him off at the airport, but like, you're not going to get through security without like a ticket. So... Yeah. Are we going to send a couple guys TDY to like escort him? Like any, any, like, do we have any way inter- to make sure he gets on the plane? Any international, like, criminal thing that I've ever seen includes an escort. Yes. Like, you'd never just be like, all right, man, it's on your honor. You know, get on the plane and we'll see you stateside so you can get fucked by military law. Yeah. <laughs> this article. <laughs> Dude, the more I read this, I'm like, this has to be an Onion article. <laughs> this cannot be real, bro. This cannot be real. This is a Curb Your Enthusiasm bit, dude. The next line goes, it remained unclear how Mr. King managed to leave the airport. Also, I like how they call him Mr. King instead of PFC King. Yeah. Um, yeah, show some Matthew respect. Miller, the State Department spokesman, said at a news conference, American officials are still, quote, gathering facts. They're working to ensure private King's well-being and to get him home to his family. I'm okay, t- so what, what you said earlier, it's like, dude, I'm fucking, like, it is, I'm, like, I see it in my head right now where it's, like, the the little umbrella or the, the sign where it's, yeah. like, a tour group to pick up tourists, right? Yeah. Or it's, like, you know, whatever, like, Australian or Chinese or whatever tourists show yep. up at the airport. Yep. And like, oh, you know, follow my red flag and we're a tour group and stick together and all that shit. Yeah. I bet this motherfucker turned around after going through security and he's like, oh, like, yes, like they're gone. Yes, <laughs> guys. Like they left. I am free. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, I can just walk out of security right now, even yeah. though I went through it. He's Mel Gibson and Chicken Run. Yeah, you just <laughs> you go through those doors where it's like no reentry, blah blah. You're yeah. leaving, you know, customs and security. Yeah, he probably just walked outside of those, found the tour group, and was like, "Well, I'm American, so I'm going to be in the tour group because I'm a tourist." Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, seems right." I just, uh, I just I don't I'm, get it, bro. I'm envisioning to like the you know uh, drop off you know lane at the airport. There's like, you know, the two MPs that escorted him. They're just like hanging out at the car. They're like, oh, you know, maybe smoke a cigarette. You think we should head back? Maybe grab some Burger King on the way. And then like in the background, you just see like the tour group and him just like, <laughs> yeah. like speed walking to catch up. And then it's just the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. Bah, 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 da, da. 
<laughs> I imagine it's like the uh, camera work in the office where it's like a character is saying something. But it not zooms in over his like shoulder. Off to the side, <laughs> yes. something else is happening. They're like, they didn't expect, and the camera like zooms in. Yeah. I expected like the office camera work where it's like the two ACIC agents and they're like, oh, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to do when you get back? And they're like, oh, you know, let's set the PX and, you know, get whatever the fuck subway. And yeah. then they're like, oh, man, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so glad we get this guy to play in the camera, like office style zooms over <laughs> at the like passenger door. Yes. And it's just him and a tour group. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sneaking out. Yeah. Just not in, just like still with his bags. Just like I don't give a fuck. Like what oh. are they gonna do? I'm already in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man. But like the fact that he was like laughing all the way to the bank is like either it's the most Chad thing he could have done, or it's like the most oh, it's sad dumb thing he could. Yeah. Like it is unless he had like previously somehow through magic established communications with the North Koreans and been like, hey, if I defect, are you guys going to be cool? Then, <laughs> then it, and that didn't happen. I am almost positive. Yeah. Then it is the most sad thing because he is literally like at the DMZ and just tee hee hee <laughs> And <laughs> the only thing that would have been sadder is if he does the tee hee hee and then steps on a landmine. <laughs> Just steps on the shoe mine, and he's like, oh, I'm not laughing anymore. (laughs) Above the knee, uh, just blown off. Just, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then the underweight North Korean DMZ guards just drag (laughs) him back across. They're like, you're like, hey, man, you you got a Snickers in your pocket or anything? Like, I'm fucking starving, bro. (laughs) You're coming home with me. (laughs) Pull up. Pull up. All right, so we are... Actually, longer than I expected for today. Oh, yeah. I mean, we really didn't have a whole lot to talk about, but we found some really good uh, good avenues yeah, to I go had, down. I had uh, nothing on the menu, honestly. It was just like, eh, we'll just, you know, whatever's on the news, I guess. But <laughs> even we that. Covered, we covered, the... <laughs> what, late 60s to today? So, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the only thing that I had on my agenda to talk about for, like, current events was the North Korea thing. And I think we hit that actually very well. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's jerk each other off a little bit on how well we handled that. Dude, so good. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait. So good. Wait, sorry. There is one more. All right. Uh, do, you have your, do you have your computer or your phone up? I do. All right. So in desperation, in prepping for this, I was like, all right, let's just Google China and see what's in the news. The first story that comes up is that people, in, it's like a heat wave in China right now. So I want you to Google for me and just give me your response. China, face Keeney, F-A-C-E-K-I-N-I. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, face Keeney's. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you heard, <laughs> but I was describing it as uh, that episode of The Office where Dwight cuts the face off the CPR dummy. Where is it? That was exactly <laughs> my it... thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Dude, How? why, why, why though? Why? Dude, I don't know. Like, you Could, live in the most polluted wear, country on earth. Can't you wear a sun hat and like, yeah, you just like wear a boonie? I know what, that they're more point? like genetically, I think, Dude, sensitive they to look sun, like but... fucking Nacho Libre masks. <laughs> why? <laughs> they are the like... worst. And I was like, I was like, okay, um, 
Americans just power through it. That's why we'll win the next war. Like all Dude, of all they're of wearing Florida. like full body yeah. swimsuits. All of like, Florida is under a heat advisor right now, and you know what you see? You see a bunch of like overweight uncles drinking Coors Light <laughs> with no sunscreen to keep cool. Yeah, yeah. no sunscreen, no fucking, uh, no, no f- umbrella, no just face kini, leather, just yeah. leather. Yeah, like that's why we will persevere in the next war because they just can't hang. Dude, these full body ones are like. It looks horrifying. Literally, literally, just hands. Yeah, like below the wrist. Yeah. and feet, and that's it. Like that costume would be in a like American true crime documentary. Wait, why? Why do they wear these though? I think they are terrified of cancer. But it's like you guys understand you live in China, right? Like you're getting cancer. So I wonder if it's the skin tone thing is the concern. Yeah, I think. I so, think the for the listeners in a lot of uh, Asian countries in South America as well, if you have darker skin from tanning, it's viewed like you're a lower class. Mm-hmm. So, like normally, people who are laborers, like farmers in construction, like lower paying jobs, like lower social status, you get tanned because like you work outside. That's just like yeah the reality. So there's like skin bleaching products yep. available overseas well, and like, well, and like in South America. I mean, even look at that, the uh, the geisha culture where it's like you would put like yeah. the white paste on. Yep. Which so like you can just literally a... bleach your dude. I get asked for that here. Yeah. Like it's scary. Yeah. So for the listeners, like being pale, like being fair skinned is a like higher social class like higher economic um group so my guess is like dude these pictures are fucking horrifying yes so for the listener just google uh china face kini you'll see like the face one the like full body yeah so they do not want to get tanned versus in the west especially in like the united states and uh western europe Getting a tan and having tan skin is like visually appealing and like well it's and, sexy and it's the op it's, yeah it's the, it's the opposite yeah. of Easter it's the complete opposite it's like if you're tan that means you have time you have the leisure to go out in the sun exactly yep where it's like hey I have time like time off work or whatever like I make an effort to look keep up my appearances so like I go and tan and get darker skin versus in uh, Asia and South America that's like the opposite. Yeah. In South America, it has to do with, like, racial stuff with, uh, like, if you're mestizo, which is, like, a mix of native uh, Aztec or Inca and then mm. European white. Interesting. Um, so you're considered lower class if you're native, essentially. Yeah. Which is the same shit we deal with in Canada and, you know, Australia and the United States with, like, First Nations, Aboriginals, and Native Americans is like if you have darker skin, you're like inferior because you know whatever colonialism. Um, so in South America, it's a big thing where it's like, oh, if you're darker skin, you're probably poor, or you were a slave, or someone in your family was a slave, like yep. back, you know, whenever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and so the whiter you are, the quote unquote, the better you are socially. But so racism, racism only exists in America. So. <laughs> Yeah, no. 
talk to an Argentine person, what they consider themselves as. Ask, are you uh, are you Latin or are you white? And uh, yeah, they're probably going to tell you they're white. They prefer they're to be white. You, they're going to tell you they're European. We're not saying uh, there's better races, but I mean they are. <laughs> so wait, but who circle is? Circle back. Yeah. So Chinese apparently looks like they don't want to get tanned. So at all. Yeah, these face kidneys are fucking hor. Oh, there's a Wikipedia page for them now. Actually, oh nice. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> All right, open the wiki. Uh, read up. I appreciate your perspective because I was looking at it purely from a like skin cancer thing, and I was oh, like, no. "Oh, they, they don't want skin no. cancer." It's a. Uh, it's definitely a skin tone racial thing. Yeah, no, that's actually really yeah. good. Uh, good insight. I did not yeah. know that. So that illuminated me a little bit, and I learned something today about uh, Asian culture. My assumption is the Chinese do this because they don't want to be associated with Western China, mm. which has darker uh, caucus genes. And Uyghurs. Or Northern China, which is Mongolian, which yes. they're pretty dark too because it's yes. sunny all yeah. the time in Mongolia. Yeah, they're up on the steps. Um, yeah, so they don't want to be associated with Mongolia, which like functionally they control but not technically or western chinese which is yeah like a lot of well, so that, caucus that's... minorities and like yep. persian central asian uh, influence yeah it's a lot of like caucuses mongolian Islam... persian Islamic. influence yeah and they tend to be darker so yeah i don't yeah i think that kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> they want to be as pale as possible like, I'm yeah. not one of them. I'm not one of them. Yeah, because, I mean, to be frank, if you're a rice farmer or, you know, potato farmer or, you know, you herd cattle or whatever, I don't know, agrarian, lower class job, like, you're going to get a farmer's stand, literally. Um, so, yeah, they don't want to be associated with lower class. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very but, interesting. Uh, disappointing. Uh, I'm not surprised, but no. it is horrifying. All at the same time. This <laughs> is not a good look. Yeah. The, the lengths you will go to to maintain your social class. Um, do you want to wrap up with uh, something in defense other than, you know, racial, sociocultural commentary from somebody who's had a couple drinks? Not really. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. All right, let's do one. Let's do one more. Let's what do you have? What do you have? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, let, me, let me check my notes real quick. Um, oh, actually, here's a good one. This is, this is very innocuous. This is just a pop culture recommendation for you and for the listeners. Is the Tetris movie. Very good. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was Dude, fucking awesome. I, I was shocked at how good that movie was. Yeah. That was phenomenal. It yeah, was... That was super... I like him a lot, too. Uh, he was in... Yep. Taron Edgerton? Uh, or Taron... in Kingsman. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was... I went in with very low expectations, and then as I'm watching it, I'm kind of Googling the story, and like it was very true to life of yeah. like, the, the copyright disputes, mm-hmm. um, even the thing where he talked about after playing it for a few minutes, he's seeing the shapes in his mind. That's a real phenomenon. Yeah. That's, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Dreamed yeah. it? Well, yeah, there was, there was a uh, scientist who actually was like, yes, like people start dreaming Tetris. Uh, it's called, uh, what is it, like 
para it's like para subconscious projection or something very complicated name obviously jamie pull that up for us (laughs) (laughs) but it's like when you but no that's the thing though it's like if you're very worried about something or if you think about something a lot you dream it yeah yeah so i do the same thing with sudoku because i play sudoku a lot and i see the the grids and numbers when i dream and so yeah i could see it with tetris um but yeah tetris phenomenal movie really interesting slice of history the end of the soviet union getting video game rights out of a country that doesn't really care about video games uh the inner politics of uh what was it like fsb yeah i guess kgb at the time um but yeah kgb and then the economic side of the soviet union and like they want the income the revenue from tetris and the kgb doesn't want anything to leave because you know it's the kgb and they're a bunch of dickheads russia strong yeah um so yeah i was very very pleasantly surprised at how good that movie was yeah i was a little uh chopped my ass when uh you know what's her face ah she turned out to be an agent yeah that kind of that hurted that shit hurted but not to spoil anything uh for the viewers uh, definitely recommend. Great soundtrack, by the way. Yes. Yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, the the dubs into Russian were actually really cool. Um, fascinating slice of 80s culture. Video games, a little nostalgia mixed in. Highly recommend. Yeah, good stuff. Apple TV. We're not sponsored by Apple TV. But <laughs> I we mean... Could be. We wish we would. <laughs> Our six listeners. Yeah. <laughs> please. Uh, help please. Us. Help. Please. We need money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's wrap this up, man. This has been all super right. fun. Uh, and you've got a movie to go see. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's the same people who clap on the plane lands. Like, <laughs> yes. It room is. temperature right they here. are the same people yeah they're the dumbest fucking people you meet in life yeah and i was like uh you know i'll just wait for like oppenheimer and barbie like a week maybe two weeks or a month or whatever because i'd rather like watch it in silence than be like you know watching barbie and then you know ken shows up and everyone's like "Ooh, i want to you know suck ryan gossick's cock or whatever yeah like, but he's a ken doll he doesn't I, have a cock <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just smooth down there. It's all smooth, uh, just like me. Just, just yes, just smooth. Now right you've you've got the acorn in the bushes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but I'd rather watch the movie not with like you know yeah. people like you know horny posting and horny yelling and like yes you know Oppenheimer and like the bomb works. So like, oh my god, it worked. Like, eh, I'll just, yeah, you know, deal with that later. Like, yeah. I'd rather just watch it solo. Yeah, but no. anyways, that's yeah. it. We're wrapping up. Hey, folks, this has been a, another fun episode. A good, strong comeback after last week's shit show. <laughs> so yeah. this is uh, this is Maverick signing off for the week. Thanks uh-huh. for listening to Politically Charged Mischief. And this is Hitman. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you guys have any feedback, comments, recommendations, suggestions, uh, hit us up on Instagram. And uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Hey, thanks for talking today. All right. Catch you on the flip. Catch you later.